Start the clock. We're in condition one. And welcome to Sing Double. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Stephanie, how was your week? It was great. Anything special happen? Not particularly. Just no? been working. Oh, that's good. I went back to the gym. Yeah. I did not go for like two weeks because I'm lazy. I'm doing good. I've just figured out today that I've been going to the gym for over a month now. Good job. I'm very happy about that. My body's upset with me, but I'm very yeah, happy about probably it. Probably good, ha- good upset. Yeah. I was just very tired last week after my trip, mm-hmm. and it was really hot mm-hmm. in Chicago, which means my apartment is really hot, and then I can't sleep very well because I don't have air conditioning in my bedroom. And so he likes to lay on my legs while I sleep, which just makes me more hot, more warm, warmer. <laughs> um, and then I also did a did a dumb thing where I was leaving one of the train stations yeah. and they have those big oh yeah I body size turnstiles and i didn't i was admittedly mildly intoxicated okay. from happy hour after work all right and i saw someone zoom through it so i thought i could get through it too without yeah. having to push it but it was going so fast that i didn't time it properly and then it knocked me in my the back of my heel on my way out of the turnstile because yep. I didn't get out fast enough. And I, I saw that photo. That's not the type of swole people want when right. you're working out. Right. So the back of my ankle is still bruised and a little, not really swollen anymore, but like if you put pressure on it, it hurts pretty bad. Because I was going to do the row machine today and I put my foot in the thing mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, ow, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I did other things instead. That's not cool. I like talk about Infinity War with my <laughs> trainer for like, the entire time <laughs> there you go <laughs> which was fun yeah how many times have you seen it so far three that's two more times than i've seen it. i would like to see it number four time this weekend <laughs> maybe i will is it so that you know you're totally clear and unhurt yeah basically it's gotcha. like if i see it enough times maybe it won't hurt me no it still will it's fine Every Marvel movie hurts you in some way. It does, and I I watch them all regularly, and it's they still hurt me. They hurt me more now. Sorry to hear that. It's fine, but I still love it. Did I do anything fun this week? Yeah, did you? I don't think so. However, this weekend I am doing something fun, and when people are listening to this podcast, it will have I already will happened. Have happened. <laughs> yep, I will be uh, the officiant for my brother's wedding. Ooh! Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's exciting. That's coming up, isn't it? I might have to make a joke at the opening and then you actually, you know, wed them. But we have a short and then wed them. We have a short amount of time, so I don't know if the time will be there. It'll mm-hmm. be the one time I actually have to be on the clock. Yeah. Cool. I'll let you know how it happened uh the week after this podcast, I suppose. Please do. Yeah. You'll so, find out in one week, friends. <laughs> so we are doing Battlestar Galactica this week as promised yes again we did well not again I mean yes again but this is the start of the <laughs> official the actual show series we just did the mini series that as made you some heard. people named Bradford Barth very happy because certain questions are going to be answered like boomer maybe maybe we don't know I know I'm just saying that you know that mini series in real time 
was devastating. I hear you. You know what else is devastating? Fox just canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I'm very yeah, I'm upset about it. Seeing that all over my Twitter feed. Good. I'm hoping maybe maybe this time, maybe on Tuesday when this is posted, they will someone will have picked it up because there's like they canceled it and like within an hour there's like a million articles about how upset people are. So. Uh huh. Well, you know. Because it's so good. It's Has it been having show. bad ratings? Maybe. Yeah, I mean that's all Fox cares about is ratings, but it's like it's such a like critically lauded show and it's mm-hmm. so funny like parks and rec is my number one all-time like sitcom or mm-hmm. you know comedy show i don't know if you call it a sitcom really um it's like one of my top shows of all time like i love parks and rec i just watch it over and over again it's hilarious and i would say brooklyn 99 is like very close under that like it's Your so second. funny every week it cracks like it's so good i saw a tweet from lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda saying he watches like four shows. And yeah, that's one of them. exactly. <laughs> so please don't cancel it. <laughs> exactly. They also canceled Last Man on Earth, which I also really enjoy. We just talked about that on a podcast I listened to recently. It's a good show. Fred Armisen was on it, and it was really funny. I've still only seen four episodes. Yeah, I mean, there are sometimes where it's not as good as Brooklyn Nine Nine. Because it can be kind of hit or miss the jokes, but I think it's still really fun to watch, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Nice. So that's also sad because it also ended on a cliffhanger, and I'm like, hey, oh, wait, wait, they canceled it at the end of a season on a cliffhanger? Uh huh. Wrong, Fox. Bad, bad. Fox is always bad. Bad Fox. <laughs> bad, bad. That's what Fox does. <laughs> so same with ABC. I'm just waiting for ABC to drop oh. the. Where's my phone? I don't know. I saw something funny on the way here, actually, and I just remembered, and I like had a, a double take moment um, because you know a double take a double yeah <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> no, joke not planned on that one. However, I'm um, getting off on the street to come here, and uh, I look over out my window and I see a bus advertisement on the side. <laughs> advertisement. Yeah, and it says. Be one of the first to experience, and I read it as Fight Club, but it actually says Flight Club, <laughs> Flight as you Club. can see there, because uh-huh. <laughs> it's a bar ad, and I'm like, what, what? Hold on, wait. <laughs> but we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, Flight Club. <laughs> well, speaking of Flight Club, um, people are in space and flying vipers. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm like getting really good at these segues into the show. It's pretty good. I just get, I find my moment and I let on. Thank you, it. CTA, for giving uh-huh. Stephanie <laughs> a segue. So, uh, this episode is the first one of the Battlestar Galactica actual series, mm-hmm. and it's called Thirty Three. Yep. And we start off with a clock ticking down. Yep. And. The vipers are counting down too. Do you want me to set some ambient sound? If you want. <laughs> Starbuck looks very tired in her <laughs> viper. She looks like she's trying to keep herself awake. Gaius is on the colonial one. He's dreaming about head six. They're on Caprica together. Everyone in the control room looks super exhausted. Adama and Saul have a little bit of probably more than a five o'clock shadow. Look like they just haven't shaved in a while. Um, we go back to Gaius. 
he's talking to his head Caprica lady, and she says, God has a plan for you, Gaius. I love you. That's not rational. I don't know. Um, sorry, I lost my place. I got confused by my notes. Well, now I have to stop, because if I have to start editing this out, I my know. ticks and talks won't match up. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, the And all the clocks, I might add had a uh, piece there. of tape on them i know i'm, I'm not there yet to it. oh okay sorry didn't mean to jump ahead i'm setting up the scene understood setting the scene i will go to my happy place okay gaius is dreaming about six he says you're not rational and you're not really here and neither am i and then he wakes up mm-hmm. and they say the 33 minutes are almost up mm-hmm and then on the flight deck, everyone also looks exhausted as hell. And Callie says, why did the Cylons come every 33 minutes? And yes, as Brad said, every clock that we see has a marker. For the 33 minutes, yeah. And they say, maybe this time they won't come. And the 33 minutes is up. Greatest contact. I'm afraid the Cylons have appeared again. Yep, time to... Rev up those FTL drives and make another jump. So they, f- so they make the f- jump and then they restart the clock. And it's been five days. And every three minutes for five days, the Cylons have come and they've had to jump the entire fleet. Yep. Has it been five days? It's five days at the beginning. I thought it was like a hundred and some odd hours. It's not five days. 130 hours is five days. Is it? Uh-huh. Really? 24 hours. 24 times 4 is 100, plus another 24 hours is 5 days. Okay. Yep, you're right. That's pretty good. Look at that. I just did the technical for you. (laughs) (laughs) You did math so good. I did. Everyone should be very proud of me because I do not math. (laughs) I'm proud of myself. You just just proved that you do math sometimes. I do math sometimes. (laughs) Where Where am I? They jumped the fleet. They jumped the fleet. And restarted the clock. Restarted the clock. Um, Gaius is dreaming about boning his Cylon lady. Mm-hmm. They talk about, she talks about the limits of humans and that the Cylons hope that the humans will make a mistake. Of course. Well, yeah. There are five days sleep five days deprivation. Sleep. I mean, and then I've we heard get... of people dying playing video games straight for five days. I mean, somebody's yeah. bound to make a mistake. Yeah. Because it's like just enough time. Or die. That One you <laughs> can't really get a good sleep in. Like, can't really get a. You can get a cat nap in, but not really a good nap. Right. I think like forty-five minutes is like a sweet spot for a nap. Is it? I think so. Yeah, you're not not good there then. Yeah, can thirty-three is too little. You can barely, you know, make yourself some food. And because the the battle star was being decommissioned, it doesn't have a full complement of a crew. Right. And therefore, their resources are limited to begin with, where they can't really do a rotation. Exactly. So we get the intro music for the first time. Yay! It's like... I can't even... I don't know. They're speaking some crazy language. It's probably... It's probably the uh, cobalt language or whatever. Cobalt. Yeah, it's probably an ancient cobalt language. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ah, ooh. I don't know. I'm not going to redo it. They're all human. <laughs> I can hear it in my head, but I can't recreate it. That's fine. I won't, re- I won't do that to everybody. 
So we see uh, the timestamp is 130.35 hours Yay. that they've been without sleep. Adama's in his bunk. He's shaving and discussing a new tactic, but mm-hmm. Colonel Ty is kind of falling asleep, trying to pay attention. All the Viper pilots just look wrecked. Yep. And they say they've gone out 237 times. Yep. Every 33 minutes. Yep. That's uh. It's like this episode made me so tired, just like thinking about it. <laughs> this episode, us talking about it makes me feel just tired. Like, oh, man. I know. It's hard. Um, Boomer's in her raptor and she's stressing out, yelling at her partner, who I think, what is his name? Racetrack? In the show, I have no idea. Is he Racetrack? No, 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 no. He's not Racetrack. He's, <sighs> it's going to drive me insane. Is it? Please look it up. I'll look it up while you. It's like starts with an R or something. Racetrack, I think, is a girl. Anyway, um, I can hear you clicking. That's just because you're right here. (laughs) Shh. (laughs) There, it's on vibrate now. Thank you. She's even yelling at Boomer's. Even yelling at Chief, which you know, that's fine. You still can yell at your boyfriend when you're stressed out. (laughs) You're allowed. Um, it's clear the tensions are very high. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosalyn, uh, President Rosalyn's doing like a, every time they jump, she does a count of the survivors just to make sure they still have everybody. It was started off around over fifty k, um, but for some reason during this jump they lost three hundred people. His name is Crash Down. Crash Down, thank you. Boomer's partner is Crash Down now that she doesn't have Hilo. And for me, I was it was a nice little seeing this guy in there because I totally didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Being human, which is a show I really liked the Amer- oh. the American version, not the British version, which I haven't watched yet. But uh, he plays the vampire. Oh, I haven't seen either of them. So, fun facts from Brad. Yep, uh, or facts at least. A fact. You decide if they're fun or not. Every fact <laughs> is fun. Some no. Some fu- some facts are sad. Some facts are. Too many informations. <laughs> yeah. Six head six is talking to Gaius. She's sitting at the sitting next to him on the colonial one. Well, only he can see her. Yeah. Well, her nanobots are getting bored. Stop. No. <laughs> Punch you. Uh, she's telling Gaius she wants to have a child with him, and he's just like, okay, whatever. And he's trying to listen to what Rosalind is talking about with Billy, which is the fact that he. They found a doctor who has uncovered some information about how the Cylons were able to break into the defense mainframe. Um, and Uh-oh, obviously this Gaius. alerts Gaius because... They're coming for you. Because it's his fault. <laughs> well. It is his fault. Well. It's his fault. Well, yeah. Is it? <laughs> is it though? <laughs> yes. I mean, he didn't know until it was too late. This is true. But he also was like, hey, let me tell you all of the defense codes, lady, that I don't know very well. She was like, you know, making him happy in places that he likes being happy in. Yeah, because Guys is a weak man. I can't continue You're this. You're just playing devil's advocate. Uh-huh, I am. For guys. Well, eventually my voice is going to get so high that you won't be able to hear it because uh-huh. it'll be out of the auditory range. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that in their, in their headphones. Exactly. 
Um, so he goes to talk to Rosalind and Billy to get some more information, and he does a really good job of like balancing his answers to to head six and them at the same time. Like yep. he'll say something like no, and then he'll like answer quickly right. answer them finish the sentence with an answer to them president Roslin was very impressed by his ability to multitask in such a fashion no head six said that multitask yeah i thought Roslin said that no she says that because she's leaning over her shoulder like because she's hearing both conversations Roslin is not hearing what six is telling him okay so gotcha. six says have you always been able to multitask like this you sure that was six it was six i'm sure it was Roslin. no it was six i have to go back and watch again I 100% guarantee you. 100%? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> It'll be for our first corrections part when next week Stephanie has to possibly eat crow. I'm going to look it up right now. That Roslyn asked if Gaius Baltar has always been able to Number multitask Number six. Like have you this. always been able to multitask like this? Oh, really? it's because she's leaning she's standing next to Gaius while he's talking to Rosalind and he's answering her and then quickly answering Rosalind so she's like amazed have you always been able to multitask like this interesting I guess that's a point for Stephanie what have you learned Brad that Brad's hole goes even deeper (laughs) (laughs) Um, back on Cylon occupied Caprica Hilo is still there (laughs) I like the first name of the planet just what? rolls off the tongue. Just Caprica. Just you don't like yeah. Cylon occupied Caprica. So much to say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know, France was easier than Germany occupied France. And this is true. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. <laughs> Poor Hilo is still there after he gave up his seat for Gaius. Mm-hmm. It's his sixth day since being since doing that. He's not looking too hot. No, he's. Looking, I mean, he's hot, but he's not looking too good. Yeah, he's looking like there might be some radiation in the atmosphere. Or some something. radiation poisoning from maybe all those nuclear explosions. Or that, he's also been awake for six days or whatever. Probably that too. I think it's a combo. Although he was running pretty fast through that forest to be somebody who was awake for six straight days. He's got the adrenaline. When you're being pursued by toasters twenty four seven, you're probably pretty adrenalized. True. Sometimes you might want to stop, though. You know, then yeah. get a pop tart. <laughs> or an ego. <laughs> if the time it just right, though. <laughs> That's why he's crapping them so he can get his pop stars. Probably he's an so ego. You know, he wants to get an ego, and then he can be like Lego on my ego, and then just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> he get, he gets the toasters to chase him. <laughs> It's a very good image now. <laughs> well, you know. These poor toasters. I'm sure it's been done. I'm sure somebody I'm has sure. replaced a toaster on Battlestar Galactica <laughs> with a toaster that dances in in uh in the Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. I'm also thinking of Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy for some reason. Uh, what if yes. what if the toaster from Battlestar Galactica fought Powdered Toast Man? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who'd Would win? they combine and explode and then create like the most delicious meal ever? Probably. Anyway. It'd be crunchy because, you know, toasters are metal. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's leading so them. So he's really sick. He traps, oh wait, yeah, he traps them in a little trap. Blast zone. Explodes them. Blows them up. And then he shoots one of them. 
because they didn't die all the way. Yep. Um, he keeps going, and then he sees six, another six, in a white coat across from him in the woods, and then another toaster comes up from behind, so he's kind of trapped. Well, this was after we see him resting. I know. I'm just. And I he's just combined giving this, himself. Some I just combined the Cylon stuff. Anti-radiation shots, right? Yeah. He's super sick from radiation poisoning, so he's giving himself shots. Then he sees six. And it was called anti-radiation, right? I don't remember what it was called. I think the little packet said anti-radiation. I just saw something about radiation, so I knew it was radiation poisoning then. Mm-hmm. Um, a toaster comes up from behind, and then he surrenders to six. Here he just puts up his hands, which yeah. I'm doing, but you can't see me. But he doesn't know that she's a Cylon, cause, or does he? I don't think so. Yeah, because he wasn't around. He doesn't know that they look like humans. Right. Or that and they actually, look like us. Doesn't she... Oh, wait. Yeah, so then he's... Okay, forget it. Yeah. I'm going back to them later. Yeah. So they're getting ready. The Viper pilots are getting ready to go out on their next whatever thing. Run into space. For the... Yeah. They're <laughs> I'm, there. Already, I'm exhausted for them. They're there <laughs> to be a defense net against yeah. the... Uh, the the Cylons the the what are the little ships called what are they called Rap- little ships no not Raptors um Razors the Raiders yeah Raiders Raiders Raiders, Raiders. Oh, they are Razors aren't they I think yeah Raiders maybe. whatever oh. whatever but yeah they're Yell out there us. to to do some cover fire along yeah, with her, while the rest they... of the ships are jumping and so because she's been up so long uh Apollo wants her to take stims. She doesn't want to because it messes with her reflexes. Well, Adama had said they have to go on a stim rotation. Yeah. She yells at him, and, and then they both start giggling, which is kind of yeah. cute. Well, she's basically telling him how he's a bad... Uh-huh. She's like, I'm exo, a... Not if one of your... What, what's he's what? a cag. He's cag. the cag. He's a bad cag. If, if, like, if one of your pilots doesn't want to take her stims, and you yell at her, and you tell her to take her stims... Yep. And then they just start giggling. They start giggling. Yep. Because they're all so fucking tired. Yeah. And that's what you do when you're tired. You just laugh at shit. Oh, trust me. I know. Oh, yeah. Me too. When I'm in day five of no sleep and on that, I don't know, 784th win, oh, the littlest thing gets me going. (laughs) Please don't go five days without sleeping. You're not Tony Stark. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Oh, that's right. Because I'm not a billionaire. Mm -hmm. One can dream, though. Um, Starbuck ends up taking her stims because she's a good little pilot mm-hmm. and she knows it'll help her even if it'll kind of fuck her up too. Anyway, jump 238 is complete because the Cylons came again. Yep. Except this time. One of the. The Olympic carrier. Yes. Is missing. And they're trying to figure out why poor D in the command center is like. I th- could swear all the ships were away. Uh-huh. She, she swore she logged them all in, but unfortunately there's 1,345 people on board. So that's, or as they say, 1,345 souls left behind because they got to be fucking dramatic about it. Hey. They all make have her souls. feel even worse. That's what you do in military world. I know. Poor well, D, though. probably Navy. But... So Ty is like reaming her about it, and Adama's just kind of like, "I he's, yep. he's we make he, mistakes, people die. We make mistakes, people die." And he's like, "Don't let it happen again." But he was a lot nicer to her about it. 
because he understands everyone's fucking exhausted and right. they're doing their best, but man. Ty's the XO. Ty's supposed to be the guy they hate. The hard ass. Yeah. yeah. That's what the XO's job is. Mm-hmm. But still, no one really know what, what happened. And Dee doesn't even, like, she's, I believe Dee. I think she did it. What? That she logged the ship in. I think she did her job, hmm. considering what we know later. Oh, yeah. That's possible. I think it's, I think she did it. I think that there were other forces at work. Um, so like now maybe they jumped to an alternate. I think location. something else happened. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now they're down to forty-seven thousand people. We started at five or fifty thousand when we yep started the episode. Um. And Rosalind goes, "Okay, next crisis." <laughs> yeah, fifty thousand. That the first number Dropped reduction 300. was three hundred, and that was because of overcounts and some people succumbing to injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more overcounts than injuries. And then, uh, yeah, this is the first actual super loss of mm-hmm. a bunch of people. Yeah, which is bad. So she's so the doctor that Gaius was worried about coming was supposed to come after this 238th jump. Right. Because they found out about him, but it was too much. There wasn't enough time for him to get to the ship. Right. Um, and guess which ship he was on? <laughs> the Olympic carrier. Oh. Uh, That's kind of a bummer. So he didn't. He did. He's not going to come to the colonial one. He's not. And six says, "God is watching out for you, Gaius." Yep, those crafty nanobots. <laughs> glare at you. <laughs> Don't glare at me. I still have to defend my uh, my theory. Yeah, have fun with that until it can't be defended anymore, <laughs> and then I'll just live in denial. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So here we go again. Maybe this time there won't be any Cylons. Mm-hmm. And at 33 mark, no contact. There's no enemy contact. So, but Adama's not, he's not going to wait or he's, he's like, not going to trust it yet. Keep so the clock running. Keeps the clock running. And now they're at 132.15 hours without sleep. Yep. It's a lot of no time, no sleep time. And it's been 45 minutes now. Mm hmm. People are falling asleep at their, pe- people have fallen asleep at their stations in the command center. You see people like. Passed out, yep. Uh-huh, which, don't blame you. And Ad- Adama's wondering, I keep, I keep wanting to say Odama every time, <laughs> every time. Thanks, Odama. <laughs> Adama. Uh, Adama says, what's different this time? So they decide to set the condition to condition two, mm-hmm. which is like. Not as bad as condition one, which is what they've been in for 132 hours. Right. So it's like but giving now some people can take some rest. Right. People can take a little bit of a break. They don't have to be quite so intensely at their stations, like paying attention, etc. Someone makes a comment like, "Hey, boomer, like you're you seem to be fine. Like you're holding up better than everybody else." Uh-huh. And she's like, "No, I'm believe me, I'm just as tired." And then Kara goes, "Cause she's a Cylon." <laughs> Oh, so funny. Oh. And then she says she's going to murder her. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, guys. <laughs> so funny. You're so good. Don't facepalm. I'm facepalming. They don't know yet. I know they don't, but it stressed me out because <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And just as they're having a good time, Dreda's contact. Oh, no. But. It's the Olympic It's the Olympic Adama, not phased by this, says, start the clock. Start the clock. Back to condition one. Yep. Motherfuckers. 
We're going to see say that part. But. but he has his theory is that maybe that is the ship that they've been tracking if they've been tracking something. Because mm-hmm. that was the only thing that has changed on every previous yes. jump. And and Six tells Gaius that the Olympic carrier was infiltrated by Cylon agents. And that's and she tells him they've been tracking it all. They've been tracking the fleet all along through that ship. And to survive, they should just destroy it. It's so nice that he has this connection to her through his nanobots in his head. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, direct link right there. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah. It's obviously nanobots. Right. I mean, if it was a figment of his imagination, he wouldn't have gotten it. So it's nanobots. He's like the smartest person in the galaxy. Oh, please. He's a genius. He might be an idiot and an asshole, but he's a genius. Let's agree to disagree on that one. All right. (laughs) Because that other guy, he figured out how the Cylons did it. Yeah. Which makes him smarter than Gaius Baltar. Granted, Gaius wasn't telling them because he's trying to save his own skin, but... He can't be smarter than Gaius just because he figured out what Gaius did. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> we don't even know if we he don't know what, what kind Gaius of doctor did. he was. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what he knew. We don't know what his figuring was at all. Exactly. So anyway, they start the clock. So yeah, they start the clock. The Olympic carrier starts communicating with them and says that the Cylon... They were like, why didn't you, why didn't you guys get blown up? Uh-huh. And someone says... Their well, FTL they j- drive went down. Yeah, but this, they said the silence just broke off and they didn't attack us. Took them three hours to fix it, right? I don't remember Two hours? At the time period. But, um, Which doesn't add up, actually. I th- they said in hours, and it had only been plus 45 minutes past the 33. Which no, mean- it had been more than that. Because it was 45 minutes when, when Adama said it's a condition two. Okay. So, and then some more time passed because they're all in their, in their bunks and like laughing oh, that's and whatever. Right, okay. Um, it just felt like it was right away. Yeah, it just felt like that. Um, but so Gaius, so Roslyn and Adama are on the phone together, and Gaius tells them what he what his theory is, which is from his imagination. Uh huh. Nanobots. His <laughs> <laughs> and he Adama agrees with Gaius that yeah, the Olympic carrier in, ugh, Olympic carrier has been infiltrated by Cylon agents. Well. He says that they need to not trust it at the moment until it's proven otherwise. Right. So they decide to jam all messages from the Olympic carrier. Mm-hmm. And, and tell them to stay away from the fleet. Boomer says, maintain present position and do not approach the fleet until further notice. With flashing lights, I might add. Because mm-hmm. they obviously had already jammed them. But the Olympic carrier does not pay attention. And starts to move forward. And keeps going. And so they figure the either the Cylons the Cylons are either tracking something on the ship, like they have like some sort of device on the ship, or uh-huh. they're tracking a specific passenger on the ship, like an actual Cylons on board. Right. But they just don't know why. Or they just don't know which. So the Olympic carrier just starts heading straight for the fleet and just refuses orders to stop. And we all find out that there's nukes on board. Yep, because they get a, a signature. And it's basically down to 1,300 people on the Olympic carrier or the entire fleet. Yeah. And they have to take this chance or they have to make the decision to take this chance. Rosalind just really doesn't want to do that because she doesn't want to lose more people because it's right. just like, Jesus. Well, she already took him off the whiteboard. Not yet. No, she had already. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. She um, never re-updated the number. So, but Rosalind Lee says. But doesn't see anybody through the windows that we see. Right. 
And Rosalind, she just says, do it. She orders Lee to shoot the, or she orders the, the Vipers to shoot the Olympic carrier and return to Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, Starbuck is like, I don't know about this man. And Lee is just like, Lee's kind of grimacing about it, but he follows we, the we orders. Got our orders. Yep. And he, and so as soon as Lee starts shooting, Starbuck follows and they blow up the Olympic carrier. Hey, Steph. Dreadest combat, top contact, because we're 33 minutes into recording. Nice. We have to spin up the FTL Oh, no. (laughs) Did they appear? Yes. It's right there. I see that one Cylon laying on the couch looking cute. Oh. The sookie Cylon. She's so cute. They come in cat form now. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Any way to disguise themselves. Anyway, so they blow it out of the sky. Uh Uh-huh. And then what shows up? It's funny that we got to that at that moment because then legit 33 minutes hits and then we're done. A base star comes in, doesn't it? Yeah. And they have to jump one more time, don't they? I don't remember that part. I didn't write that down. Maybe you're right. I thought they had to do one more jump. Maybe. Probably. I think, right? Like they blow it up and then. Dreda's contact again. They do another jump. And then they're all fine. Oh, yeah. And then they, then they track. Then they wait and see. And then they're fine. Yep. Nobody comes again. You're right. Um, and then back on Caprica, Hilo is, seems to be a prisoner now of the Cylons. Or at mm-hmm. least of the Six and the Toasters. Six does a similar thing that she did in the very opening scene of the mini-sode where she asks him. If he's alive. Are you alive? Um, and then she tells him that she's a friend, and she kisses him, and she gets shot in the back by Boomer. But wait a second. Boomer's on the planet to save him. Woo-hoo. I thought Boomer was in a what? raptor what? with Crashdown. Oh, wait a second. Hold on a minute. Well, how did Boomer get all the way back there? Did I don't know. How many jumps have they performed? 239. That's a long way to go. Sure is. I guess it might not be Boomer. Oh, no. But she's playing like she's Boomer. Yeah. And he says, he's like, oh, my God, Sharon? And he runs, and she's like, we got to get away, because then they start seeing more, another six in the distance, I think. No, they didn't see anything. She's just like, come with me. Okay. Um, Then we see a six and a toaster. Watch them run off. Okay, that's right. I was like, I thought I saw, had that image in my mind. Mm-hmm. Back on the Galactica, everyone is feeling really sad and responsible for having to blow up a civilian ship, but it's been 24 hours and no Cylons, which means they made the right decision. Uh, thank the gods. Mm-hmm. Everyone can sleep and eat and shave and shower. Yep. Get back to normal. Well, as normal as you can get when you're being constantly pursued by Cylons. Well, we're being constantly pursued by Cylons. But in general, they're still being constantly pursued by Cylons. Just I not suppose. quite as every 33 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, how would you know where to go? You just keep drifting. Well, they're trying to find Earth, remember? Right, but I'm just saying, Earth. like, if they FTL away, how would the Cylons know where to go? They just, they have so many ships. There's so many, so much more of them. They can cover, they can cover so much more space. That's probably, yeah, you're right. Billy comes in to see Rosalind and he tells her he has an update on the headcount. 
And that you can add one more because a baby boy was born on the rising star. Yay. And so Rosalind updates the head count to 47,973. And then she smiles and tears up a little bit. Yep. And then that's the end of the episode. Somebody took those orders. <laughs> to start having babies. Yep. They did it. Good job, people. Or maybe I assume they were already pregnant. Because it's only been, hasn't been that much time. So on the Galactic Carrier, right? That's what it was called? What was it called? The Galactica? No. The, 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 the Olympic uh, Carrier? Olympic the one they carrier. blew up? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when they came back, the pilot said that he had somebody talking his ear off for the last three hours, and he's supposed to get over there. And what do you think uh, really happened? Do you think it was maybe the pilot was a Cylon, or hmm. do you think there were even passengers on the ship based on Lee's? So I have some fun facts about that stuff. Okay. About the ship. Sorry, let me find. Okay. So when it was originally shot, mm-hmm. Apollo was supposed to see a ship full of people. Okay. That he's very conscious of the fact that he's blowing up like 1,300 people. Interesting. But the, um, the network found it too dark. <laughs> so they reshot it. So they... Where it was an empty ship? Yeah. So uh, Ronald D. Moore, I think that's his name. Ronald D. Moore, who's the creator of Battlestar Galactica. He said there was an enormous fight between him and the network mm-hmm. with the latter feeling the scene was too dark and had the potential to turn away audiences. The network further implied that if the scene were left intact, they may have been compelled to air the episodes out of order. So to make the network happy more and change that one, change scene. the ending of the episode and cheated air quote instead. So when Apollo flies it, it's unclear whether or not anybody's inside, but right. In a small act of defiance, visual effects supervisor Gary Hutzel snuck in a small, indeterminate movement behind one or two of the Olympic carrier's windows on behalf of the production writing team. Interesting. And the episode also originally ended with Hilo's escape from the Cylons on Caprica. Right. Instead of the happy ending with the baby being born. Okay. And so the network also thought that was too dark to just, like, kill, shoot the ship out of the sky and then end with Hilo on Caprica. Oh, so they added the baby. So they added additional scene, learning about the newborn, so that it would end on a hopeful note. My goodness. What is up with those networks? (laughs) Yeah. So by making it so that the ship looked empty, they made their own problem because when the ship came in, you had the pilot saying that the Cylons just broke off their attack for mm-hmm. no apparent reason, and the doctor was there to it looking as though it's an abandoned ship with nobody responding to anything being said whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think what they implied by that is, oh, so the Cylons already killed everyone on board, so we might as well just blow it up. Because right. they didn't see anybody. So rather than Lee And maybe the indeterminate movement choice, would be a toaster. Yeah, like rather than Lee making the tough choice to have to kill 1,300 innocent people. Not a choice. He had an order. Well, yeah. He's a good military boy. He follows those orders. Rosalind and Adama had the tough choice to make yes, that, to do that. Because it was a military. I think it was a both military and a whatever presidential decision. So Well, he. They worked uh, in tandem. 
I think Adama made his his recommendation, mm-hmm. but Roslyn had to say, do it. Yeah, she had to give the final command for that because it was yeah. civilians and not military. Because the other thing they were going to do is basically jump away. Because I think the original plan was they jump away blocking their thing and they yeah. don't they don't know what the new destination is exactly. thereby stranding them but they couldn't take the chance that they were still especially there. after the nuke signature was discovered yeah. yeah so and the fact that they were charging toward the fleet with a nuke signature on the yeah. ship and not responding to hails and then it was like the time was ticking down also which meant the cylons were about to appear so they mm-hmm. just couldn't risk all of that happening at once because like what could have happened is if they didn't blow it up, I guess the base ship could have appeared and then blown up the Olympic area themselves and then blown up the entire fucking fleet. True. While it was like in the middle of them all right. or something. I don't know. I like the fact that it was a ways off when it finished its jump, which just shows that they're still, you know, after each jump, they're still burning and moving along. Mm-hmm. And the fact that when it jumped to the, lo- the the coordinates that they were supposed to rendezvous at, the fleet was way ahead of them because of... The fact that they're not, you know, jumping and hanging out. Yeah. They're actually jumping and moving and continuing. Yeah. Exhausting. It is exhausting. Um, so I have some other fun facts. Go for it. So he, the creator said there was not really any specific significance behind the number 33, only that it felt uh, that it was sufficient for minor functions like snacking showering or catnapping but was too short to allow anybody to gain any meaningful sleep right um he also said seems pretty significant if you ask me even though he thought it wasn't so significant right well he said he also didn't want to he just gave it he's didn't the number had no meaning because he didn't want there to be any unnecessary techno babble in a very drama heavy episode Ah, interesting um both ronald d moore and jamie bamber who plays adam Leah Dama, Apollo, mm-hmm. claim that this is their favorite episode. Jamie Bamber described it as the perfect episode of Battlestar Galactica. Really? Emphasizing the dark and gritty nightmarish aspects. And the huh. actor felt it was a microcosm of the series as a whole. Which nice. I would kind of agree with that because it's like... Hit it out of the park first They time. really did hit it out of the park of the first one because it is. It's like encompasses all of these tough choices they always have to make about things like for the sake of the fleet. Right. It's like, well, the sake of humanity, the sake of humanity, which is the fleet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's still this so much mystery. They don't know. They know so little about the Cylons right now. And it's very terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of those, you know, testing the testing limits of humans and what they're capable of. Like, it's been five days, but these people were still so determined to save everybody still like keep going for the sake of their human for the sake of humanity and it's interesting so do you think the olympic carrier maybe jumped somewhere else and then jumped to the fleet no i think that you mean like when they disappeared yeah no i think they stayed behind so you're now thinking that she thought they jumped but they didn't whatever the girl's name is d d yes thank you so yeah i think that I like, think she missed it. like she missed it. Like she made a mistake. No, I think she did not make a mistake. I think she logged them in. They were supposed to jump, but then they just didn't jump. Yeah, but she's supposed to behind. wait for them to jump. Like the the battle star doesn't jump until all the oh oh I see until yeah. all the civilian ships are gone. Well, then yeah, maybe they did jump to another spot. But so they were... if if we're gonna say that she 
did not make a mistake and they jumped, then they may have jumped somewhere else to load nukes on. Oh, yeah. And then jumped to the rendezvous point as as though nothing bad happened or as as though Mm -hmm. they were lucky. Or the other flip side is that she She legit made a mistake because of being tired. And either way, it doesn't matter because, you know, it could be. They were on, what, six days, you said? Five days? It was almost six days at that point. Six days of no sleep and and her being on the bridge crew absolutely not getting a break. Yeah, she doesn't Uh, get a break. You know, other than the short break where uh, there was a scene where uh, they're taking names for people that people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, She's looking for her family. Right. And that's probably one of the things that they were doing to to tally up how many survivors there are and who was left and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all that. And he tells her to go stick her photo because they have no way of transmitting it. Mm-hmm. And what she can do is stick it on, in the wall, on the wall where they, where the Yeah, I think of, we see like that big wall of, yeah, of just photos wall of, of people. people later on. But yeah, I think that your idea about them jumping somewhere else and then loading on the nuke seems right because I feel like they would have sensed the nuke whatever signature right long but even if it got left behind even it was even if it was sabotage and they didn't make their jump Mm -hmm. i mean we all know that that was the ship that they were tracking so what if they logged in and said they were going to jump but then just didn't again she's not battlestar is not supposed to go until all ships are confirmed gone oh i see so we're either putting it on human error occurred in which she thought they were all gone Mm -hmm. but missed that one or Something was afoot where mm-hmm. it jumped somewhere else. Yeah, for the the illusion that everybody was gone, where then the Cylons, in the final bit, you know, exterminated mm-hmm. the entire crew minus probably a pilot Cylon. I'm gonna go with the Ronald D. Moore version where everyone was still alive. Well, in that case, it's it still wrecks it because then when they are all alive, would there have been a nuclear signature on the ship? That would be interesting. Because then they would have known that they were boarded by a Cylon. And the nukes would have been on the ship the whole time. So in addition to removing the crew, did they have to make a new plan? Or Sorry, in in addition to having to remove the passengers, did they have to add the extra threat for why you would blow it up? I'm confused. I'm trying to figure out where... Because if everybody was still on the ship, the people on the ship would have known that they had been compromised. I don't know, because, like, what and if... And they might have tried to make some, you know, out the windows waving, saying, hold on, there's Cylons, or something. I, I, would, I feel like maybe... I'm curious what the original filming yeah. would have looked like. My imagination of that was... Because, like, I didn't care that there was empty. I just assumed people were on board anyway. Like, mm-hmm. when I watched it, I was just like, oh, there's 1,300 people on board. That sucks. Right. So my my impression was that the crew was infiltrated by Cylons, and they took over the... You know, command center, the pilot area, and that's still, who the, the nukes, Cylon was. The nukes is, wouldn't have been on there from the beginning. Right, so they just loaded them on. Yeah, but then people would have known that they were boarded by Cylons. And then they fashion. can't do anything about it because the Cylons are already in the pilot area. So they're the ones communicating with the Battlestar. Right. So even if they loaded nukes on and the crew was and everyone on board is like, oh my god, there's nukes here. Maybe you know it would be more interesting? Going forward as more Cylons get revealed... Maybe going back and listening to that pilot talking to. Well, I assumed the it fleet. was Aaron Doral. Like that's who I thought it was. Maybe if we could try to find that a voice match. Yeah, I just assumed it was the guy we already saw, the museum guy. Right. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah. So there was this scene when all the Vipers are, Lee's giving everyone a pep talk, all the Viper pilots, and when they leave, they all touch a picture on the wall. Yeah, what was that? So in the original, there's a cut scene that, so the so all the pilots touch a picture of a man looking out at the destruction of a city. Mm-hmm. Um, the picture was introduced in a scene where it was presented to President Roslin, um, supposed to have been taken on the roof of the Capitol building in Aralon City during the Cylon attack. The original? Yes. Like the first time they went to war? Uh, it's not clear. I'm not clear about okay. that. But it's possible it's either or. Um, Ronald Moore, Ronald D. Moore said the picture was inspired by the famous picture of the firemen raising the American flag at the World Trade Center after 9-11. Mm-hmm. The inscription below the photo um, says, lest we forget, in, um, which is a reference to the inscription on the watch presented to John Wayne's character in She Wore a Yellow Ribbon. Okay. So double references, I guess. Interesting. And this um, would have been in the miniseries? Is this a scene? Uh, most likely, I assume it would have been hit the in the cutting miniseries. For the miniseries. In okay. the miniseries. Gotcha. Um, another cut scene from this episode is there's a scene in the pilot, they call it the head, the bunk or whatever, the bathrooms, mm-hmm. showing the pilots wrecked and exhausted with an exchange between Starbuck and Apollo, as well as several shots of Commander Adama gagging and vomiting because of acid reflux brought on by sleep deprivation. Oh, interesting. Another line of Olmos's, or of Adama's, was him talking about suicides happening in the fleet. But it was also cut for being too dark. <laughs> for being too blue. <laughs> what 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 station aired this? Uh, sci-fi. sci-fi. Wow, sci-fi! You're surprising me. I know they're kind of lame. Yeah. Let's go for it, man. Why not just go all out? Dark it up. That's why it needed Darker... to be on HBO. If it was on HBO, <laughs> it would have been no holds barred. There would have been so much violence. Everyone would have been naked the entire time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not naked the entire time. I mean, ninety percent of the time. Anytime you went into the <laughs> locker room, you'd have the opportunity to see some. No, naked they're just people. standing in just the command center, just all naked, just naked. It's like, hey, how, check, check me out. This is why they call me the commander. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Trisha Helfer would be naked the entire series. Like, she would never have clothes on if this was HBO. I, no, come on, that would be just unrealistic. <laughs> It'd be so off the charts, just wacko. If that were the case. <laughs> I'm just being silly. That's just what HBO <laughs> does. They like their nudity and their violence. I, uh, what, what gives you that impression? <laughs> oh, I don't know. True Blood? Game of Thrones? Westworld? I'm behind <laughs> on that. Don't tell me anything. Well, there's a bunch of naked scenes. That's true. There already is. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I haven't watched any of this season yet. Oh, okay. I just saw the first one. I haven't seen any other ones. Um, so what's our double count? Uh, one, two, three, four. Five, yes. Five if we five if we're going to believe that, um, the Cylons are not a copy of really pe- real people, and Boomer is in fact not or isn't a Cylon. But I'm saying like the r- real Boomer, you know, maybe maybe the Cylons made a copy of a real person. I'm just saying, but yeah, five. She's not. No, she's a Cylon. Oh, I want to point she's- something out. So yeah, three sixes and two boomers. 
So we know Boomer is a Cylon. At yes. least that's the reveal they're trying to make us believe. Boomer's a Cylon. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know she's a Cylon because Six has already said some are sleeper agents and don't know who they are. Yeah. And early in the episode, they made the comment about Boomer being quite resilient and, you know, seeming to do so much better than uh-huh. everybody else. Later in the episode, there is another comment about another crew member stating how they seem to be holding up very well and maybe throwing some doubt in our mind about who else might be Cylons, possibly. Who is it? Can you tell me? I, it's Colonel Ty. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Adama says, you seem to be holding up pretty well, considering. And he's like, and that's when he makes the argument that, well, I'm the XO, they're supposed to hate me. Oh, okay. You know, but that was kind of like, that was shortly after the boomer thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe they're trying well, to tells... throw out there that somebody else might be. But there was earlier, he possibly can't be because he was falling asleep in the chair. Right, he's falling asleep. And then Adama even tells him like, I'm going to stay up. Like, you go take yep. your break now. Like, I'm fine. It's it's my job, whatever. Yeah, but before um, he could even go take his break. Yeah. Straightest contact. Yep, exactly. And they went back to whatever one the condition condition one one, which was the olympic carrier Carrier coming in yep cool a lot of stuff going on here i'm excited to watch more of the show because i haven't seen it in so long and it's like oh this is nice i'm actually enjoying the (laughs) so nice with all the murder (laughs) (laughs) so nicely murdered 1300 people it's fine hey it's not murder they were all cylons that entire ship was Aaron Doyle's. <laughs> Submit it. Except for the one doctor. And that's why he knew what happened because he was on a ship of. How many, how many, people, four, how many people were on there? 1,346 silence. Because there were three, th- 1,347. Yeah, so there you go. So he was on, he was on the Olympic carrier with 1,346 Aaron Doyle's and uh-huh. him. And that's why he knew. How they did the thing they did. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's, that's, you cracked the case. Maybe they were half and half. Maybe half of them were sixes and half of them were Aaron Doral's. There's some boomers Oh, and what was the other guy? There? No, because he wouldn't have, he couldn't know the boomer. Oh, yeah. No so one he could know, know he could know the six, he could know the Aaron Doral, and maybe the guy that was on the space station uh-huh. originally. Oh, um, Leobin. Leobin. Yeah. There you go. Leobin there. <laughs> yes. Leo been dead. I <laughs> I wonder. I can't remember if this is something that happens, but when Hilo and and Sharon are running through Caprica, if she has kind of the similar thing that Boomerang Galactica had with like you know being resilient, if she uh-huh. has the radiation effects or not. I can't remember if they kind of touch on that, but it's something I'm going to keep in mind. Just from seeing her, she didn't look. Is bad off right. as him. In I'm just that gonna one wonder one short scene, but yeah, that's I'm gonna wonder how she's gonna play it off going forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe she seems sick. Maybe she'll pretend. We'll find out. Yeah, because that's not the last time we see. Uh, what's his name? Hilo. Hilo. Yeah. This yeah, isn't Hilo's the last time character. we'll see Hilo. I love Hilo. Hilo comes back many times. Hilo. I can't make a joke about his name. I was trying to. You can't. I was trying no. to do a joke. I was trying to make a play. No, the other guy's great though. Leoben. Leoben. Because <laughs> Leoben doing things. Uh huh. <laughs> Hilo down and dirty. No, it didn't work. Nope, doesn't work. No, I failed. Sorry. I'm going to anyway, think of something. 
You can follow Stephanie on Instagram at Steph plus verb and see all of her uh, little things she does so much work on for our uh, our marketing. <laughs> and when I post new episodes, I do yeah. pretty pictures that I spend 10 whole minutes on the bus doing. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter or tweet at us at C double pod. And email us your ideas and any doppelganger stories you have at C double podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, until next time, I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Bye.